Folks, we're coming at you this week with a Nintendo Switch, if you know what I mean. We're switching it up. Hi, I'm Brandon. Hi, I'm Donna. And this is The Bargain Den. It's your weekly financial advice podcast where we watch bargain movies and decide whether or not they're frugal or not. Yes, that is what we do here. Um, This is how we do it. Do, 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 do. Remember that song? This is how we do it. We, um... For this week, this is episode 95. 95. And? Out of 100, and then we'll be done. That was the year I was born. In 95? Yeah. 95 years after... After, after Jesus Cristo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were born. You're yes. very old. Thank you. <sighs> we didn't watch a movie this week because we didn't want to. Hey, I hate to interrupt, but can I get something out of your hair? I have something in my hair? Yeah. It's just like a piece of grass or something. Ah! Sorry. <laughs> it was. We just went on a walk. We did. We took a big pan that's usually made for Asian dishes. We stood on it outside for a bit. Yep. Took a walk. Boom. Got you with that joke. <laughs> it's very good. We didn't watch a movie because it's episode 95. Uh, we're closing in on episode 100. And, oh, I bumped the table. So we just... Check in with you guys. Take some time. Take some time, because it's all we really have. Um, so this will be a different episode. I just just kind of talking, you know. Chatting, a little fireside chat. Shooting the poop, if you know what I mean. Shooting the poop. Yep. So, Donna... Pooping the doop. We've already had a couple episodes where we talk about our favorite movies. I wanted to talk to you about um, what was a movie that you remember most wanting to see? Like, like just in life? Yeah. Like, where you were like, I want to see that so bad. Because, like, I don't think, I I feel like I'm past the age to too much want that. Like, there's movies where I'm like, oh, I want to see that movie. Like, I really wanted to see The Lighthouse and... um, There's a couple of, and others, but I just, like, there was a feeling as a kid where, like, I remember growing up, I mean, really wanting to see movies. What was a movie that you remember really, really wanting to see? That's a really good question. I might have to think about this one for a minute, Um, because then I have to think about all the movies ever. Well, no, it doesn't have to be the most, just a movie you remember. I okay. Here's one. I really wanted to see Juno. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Did you ever get to see it? I did. Well, we we lied and told my parents we were going to watch something else, and then went and saw Juno when they dropped us off at the theater. Nice. Yeah. Would you say you were going to go watch the pirates who don't do anything? <laughs> Is Which, that, a- that actually was our first plan, but then we discovered that Juno was going to play at, like, almost the same time, and we kind of collectively 
decided we'd rather see that. Mm-hmm. So we just decided not to mention the change in plans, basically. Did you afterwards go like, oh, we went and saw Juno? Uh, kind of. And then I got in big trouble. Really? Yeah. Because Juno was rated didn't want R. Me to watch that. It was 13, I think. Was it? I thought it was the whole thing was it was rated R. No. I'll look it up. But what did you think of Juno? Were you as... Um, it was really good. I nearly cried. Mm-hmm. And I liked it a lot. I thought it was really important to show, like, what I felt to be a realistic PG. experience. It was PG-13. You were right. Um, yeah, it was so funny because, like, at the time, that was such a such a movie. Like, it was so big. Well, like, I don't know that there was ever another movie that portrayed... A teenage girl getting pregnant like that, you know, like, and taking that into her own hands of, like, deciding what to do from there, Mm -hmm. you know, how to live life, so. Right. That was a movie. Hmm. It was. It's so funny that it was, like, rated PG-13 and that it uh, caused such a kerfuffle. Right, yeah. Well, I think I was 12 or 13 when I saw it. 2007, so yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, it won an Oscar. Best uh, screenplay. Really? Yeah. It was really good. Hmm. I like the music, too. Yeah. Really sweet. I guess probably also, I mean, it had that one scene where it, like, very, very briefly kind of showed them having sex. Yeah. And I guess, like, teens having sex on screen was kind of a big deal. Yeah. I feel like it's probably just, like, it was mainstream enough to become an R wheelhouse. Like, be make us aware of it. Because we weren't, like... Right. I'm sure other movies, especially from other countries, have tackled that kind of stuff before. Or at least whatever made it such a big deal. But Right. Well, and definitely it was the first one I'd ever been exposed to, like mm-hmm. you were saying. So... Right. Yeah. But no, I remember it being made a big deal as well. Ratings in movies were always strange growing up. I know we've I mean, right. I talked about that, but... Because there was there were some movies that you could kind of get away with seeing, or like I could, and there were others that were like, no. And yeah. it was always very selective. Well, okay. I want to tell you about the first time I saw a rated R movie in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend and her parents were already, like, her dad was going to go on this date with this girl. And they were going to see Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, yeah. Um, which was rated R. And he was like, well, if you want to invite a friend and then we can just split up when we're in the theater and that way, like, I can be on my date and you can just be with your friend. Like, okay. Uh, Which immediately started with a dick. So that was fun. That was my first R-rated theater experience. Hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what mine was, like, my first R-rated theater experience. Um... Well, I, not theater experience, but I remember watching Office Space, mm. and I wasn't supposed to. I thought I was allowed to, but, it, like, afterwards I told my dad, I was like, I watched Office Space last night, and he was like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, which, that one's not all too bad, but... I do have to say, after forgetting Sarah Marshall, because I don't think her dad thought it'd be that bad, he was like, you're not telling your parents about this, right? I was like, hell no. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah, no. That one was pretty rough. I always wanted to see the... Um, I really always wanted to watch Judd Apatow movies. The who? Judd Apatow. He did, uh, like, um, uh, Knocked Up. Uh, I think he had a hand in Forgetting Sarah Marshall as well. Um, 
40 year old virgin was one of his first big huge mm. ones um and uh th- those movies always like super intrigued me like i remember being in seventh or eighth grade wanting to watch the 40 year old virgin and not being allowed to mm-hmm. i think my first theater experience probably rated r was actually probably pineapple express mm. i had to really fight to go see that one wow I, I think my mom probably took no because i dude i remember no like i was seeing r-rated movies in theaters forever before that because like i remember we went and saw uh the number 23 in theaters which i don't like, know what that is it's like jim carrey a uh, very serious uh murder thriller where he hmm. gets obsessed with the number 23 We've talked about it. Have we ever talked about that? I don't know, but it sounds good. I think he would like it a lot. Yeah. He gets obsessed with the number 23 and is, like, um, convinced that it's, like, controlling the world and sees it everywhere. And it's something stupid, like, two divided by three is point six 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 Satan or whatever. Right, yeah. Um, but I haven't seen radar movies for a long time. Um... For me, a movie, like, I, I think those are probably the movies that I was, like, most excited to see. I just, because I always wanted to go see those comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, with those Jet Apatow, and they were always R-rated, and it was always a big deal when I was finally allowed to go see them. Knocked Up was hard to get to see. Mm-hmm. But those movies had a big impact on me. In retrospect, I don't know that I necessarily liked them as much as I wanted to, but... Mm. Just kind of the thrill of being able to see that kind of movie yeah yeah that actually got me thinking I, probably the movie i wanted to see the most was paranormal activity mm. the first one because mm-hmm. that was uh at a time where you could demand it like it had to have enough demand right. to come to your town um i demanded that i demanded that and then yeah, went and saw it with all my friends because I got all of them to also demand it. And then, like, I don't know, it's just funny because then it turned into this huge thing where, like, seven-part fucking series all over the world. Like, no. Right. It's just crazy that it started with, like, this little independent movie that you had to demand to see in your town. Those movies were crazy. They were huge. Because he spent, like, $12,000 to make that first one, and then it was... Turned into millions of dollars it was made on that first one. Yeah, I saw that on, like, a Sunday with my aunt. Dude, I also saw it on a Sunday. Sunday afternoon, like... Okay, I want to tell you this real quick. Yeah. So, I was eating dinner with my parents, or lunch, actually, on a Sunday. And then uh, my friend and her parents came and picked me up, I think, from the restaurant... And then we went directly to the theater and watched Paranormal Activity, which scared the shit out of me. Like, even with coming back into broad daylight, I was like, oh, my God, everything's terrifying. Oh, yeah. And then we went to a U2 concert and saw the Black Eyed Peas and U2 at OU's football stadium. That was a weird freaking day. Yeah. And then my ears were ringing so bad from the concert that when I got home, and it sounded just like when the demon's there and it fucks up the video, and it's like, <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna die. That's funny. I want. I, I almost want to say that was the day I went and saw it as well. Like, I think it might have had a bit because it was only in theaters for like a week or something. It was in longer for that, but it was huge. I mean, millions and millions of dollars. But yeah, like. I mean, when it was first. Like, I think it was originally supposed to be a shorter run because oh, of the gotcha. demand. But then 
it was really successful, so it stayed. Right. But gotcha. No, yeah, it was. I remember that time period because it was like ninth grade for me, so even eighth grade. I mm-hmm. think that was probably the movie that had like one of the biggest like scary impacts on me was because like I remember that like same. I mean, as like a small small kid, I remember Dawn of the Dead really scaring me, mm-hmm. but. Paranormal Activity scared me for a long time. Like, I remember it being, like, a, like, several nights, like, not being able to sleep without the lights on and, like... Yeah. No, that was really freaky. And what's interesting about it, too, is we're talking about this and definitely wasn't the first scary movie either of us saw. Mm-hmm. And we were both middle school, high school age, like, teen age. Like, preteen, I would say. Preteen. But at least old enough that it wasn't, like oh, you were too young to watch that. You know, like, yeah. yet it was still that terrifying. Yeah, we were, like, the perfect age group for it, I feel like. Yeah, agreed. Because, like, also, too, I mean, like, I, I was naive enough at the time. I thought it was real. Like, I mean, Same. the way, like... genuinely believed that that happened, and that was recovered footage. Yeah. Yeah. I was, like, it blew my mind. Which is so funny, because it doesn't feel like that long ago to be yeah. so, so thoroughly convinced. Mm-hmm. And to be so terrified. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably in recent times, the only thing that's come close to that, and this wasn't that long ago at all, but I remember laying in bed after watching Hereditary, mm-hmm. um, and that ending, the ending, like, ten minutes of Hereditary is pretty upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the last times I was like, like... Hereditary just didn't get me that bad, I guess. I think there was something about... Sorry, sorry, I'm going to spoil a little bit of the end of Hereditary, but, like, where she's, like, like perched in the corner of the ceiling, mm. and you don't, like, you don't see her at first because your eyes are adjusting to the darkness, and then he just kind of wakes up. That, like, background, like, not acknowledging stuff, we talked about that, but how scary that is. That, that's, mm. I mean, like, I remember, like, you and I, like, lying in bed afterwards and me lying there being like, all right, like... I can feel the fear. I feel the fear of, like, mm. is somebody else in the room with me? Like, just being like, all right. It's funny how my brain deals with it now. Like, I just accept fear going to bed now if I have any, like, uh, I'm just like, all right. Like, I guess I'll die in my sleep. Oh. Not, like, <laughs> uh, Can I tell you one of the things that gets me through fears like that? What's that? So I used to watch The Mummy a lot mm-hmm. with Brennan Fraser. Yes. We had it on VH. Not with Tom Cruise? That's the new one, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> I may be young, but I'm not that young. No, um, but in The Mummy, there's a scene where the cat, like, defends the, like, the mummy can't stand cats. Oh, right. Like, demons, evil spirits, whatever, they can't, like, cats are sacred and they block them so or you, something. So you hold that. So I hold that deer in my heart, and if I'm ever really scared, I did this the night after Paranormal Activity. I was like... It's okay, I've got my cat in here with me, and as long as she's here, she'll protect me. No, in real scary stuff, the animals always die, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what happened in Hereditary, right? I think you're right, yeah. Which, honestly, the first, like, third of Hereditary got me way more than the last third. Mm. So. Hereditary is my, like, I had to mentally re-review it after my second watching, and I liked it a lot more. I think I will probably need to watch it a second time at some point. I feel like we've had this conversation on the podcast before, but I um, love me some scary movies. I can't think of anything, like, recently. Like, the uh, only thing that's, like, disturbed me anytime recently, 
I somewhat have started to get to a point where, like, senseless death in movies mm. kind of gets to me a little bit. Mm. Like, if I truly feel like it, like a character did not deservedly die, mm. I get a little upset. No matter how gruesome, not gruesome, like, there's been a couple things we've watched where I'm like, why did you kill that person? Like, they did not do any... Because, like, you have to justify death in my eyes to make it okay. Otherwise, it's just cruel. Right. Like, Otherwise, watch, it feels like you're just doing it to fuck with the audience. Yeah. And, like, like we watched... There's a UK show called Skins, mm. and you've kept up with it more than I ever have, but there's a scene in one of the episodes, like, one of the last episodes of that whole character arc or whatever, there was this character that, like, it ended with her getting hung. Like, this mobster guy hung this character. Mm, right. And the girl that was hung literally the whole time was like, what is going on? Like, she was, like, genuinely, like, upset, and she, like, didn't... She got drug into this, had nothing... But she was not a part of this, not guilty in any way. Yeah, like. and she was, like, a good character, and then it, it wasn't so much even... Because, like, it's one thing if they, like, make you bond with a character, and then they take him away. Because to me, like then it becomes, like, motivation for another character, and there's there's some reason. Like, I can right. see, like... But this person just literally, to me, just was not involved with, like, didn't change any of the main characters. That stuff kind of gets to me now, mm. which is kind of nice. That feels nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice to... To be upset by that. Yeah. It's yeah. nice to be able to feel things. <laughs> it's nice to feel things with my cold heart. Oh, yeah. What movie... Um, Kind of already touched on this, but, like, do you, were there any movies that you felt like you watched too young? Like, do you think Forgetting Sarah Marshall was one? Or do you, like, what, besides that, was there anything you're like, I probably shouldn't have watched that? Um, there's so many movies that I barely remember. Or don't, re- like, I don't remember Forgetting Sarah Marshall hardly at all. I mean, you barely remember the movies that we watch for the podcast. <laughs> right. So I must just be really good at forgetting things. Mm-hmm. So if I've watched a movie like that, man, I don't remember. You don't remember like watching a movie with your parents and being like, whoa, like this is uncomfortable or like them like having to turn it off or anything or. Well, like in that sense, yeah, I was probably I was probably a little too young for forgetting Sarah Marshall. Or, yeah. But also my parents were pretty strict with what I watched. So. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of opportunity for that. Probably the most to me would be like we saw Dukes of Hazard in theater. Oh yeah. Um, with my dad, which is strange because normally I don't like that was also PG thirteen, and this was around the same time that I snuck and watched Juno and got in major trouble. <laughs> Dukes of Hazard might have even been R. I don't remember. I think it was PG thirteen, but I think that they like very clearly easily made it a like unrated version or whatever like yeah that was with Johnny Knoxville and uh Jessica Simpson yeah super uh, scantily clad Jessica Simpson oh not Dax Shepard the other dude I forgot his name it'll it'll either come to me or won't but anyway either way like if Juno wasn't appropriate Dukes of Hazzard definitely was also inappropriate oh yeah I was just thinking recently um Sean William Scott that was it yeah, it was rated PG-13. I was thinking about Johnny Knoxville recently. Have you ever heard of a movie called The Ringer? No, I don't think so. 
It came out the same year as Dukes of Hazard. Um, and this is one of those movies that, like, I was thinking of the plot of The Ringer, and I was like, how is this movie made? It was 2005. So the plot of The Ringer is, I'm just going to read the IMDb. A young guy's only option to erase a really bad debt is to rig the Special Olympics by posing as a contestant. What? So Johnny Knoxville pretends to be, um, to, 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 to have special needs to get into the Special Olympics. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, like, I remember watching it, it like, shortly after it came out, because I like Johnny Knoxville, and, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't a great movie. Like, it, was, it wasn't, in retrospect, I don't even think it was all that offensive, but, like, on principle, it's like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe that's a movie. Hmm. But... 2005. <laughs> Do you remember what the first movie was that you watched that made you cry? That made me cry. Yeah, I remember seeing Pokemon 2000. Um, hmm. I remember being in theaters, like, biting my lip, trying not to cry. Like, don't cry. Mm-hmm. That's really sweet. Yeah, I'm sure many of share that. I think one of the movies that I watched too young, there's a movie called The Last Kiss by Zach Braff. Um, he like directed it and started in it, I think, at least wrote it. And then you had to watch it because Scrubs? Yeah, I was, I was because of Scrubs and it had just come out and like, I hadn't seen Garden State. I wanted to see Garden State, which was like his directorial debut and stuff, but watched it and, uh, like it was rated R, but whatever. (laughs) But like, I could do what I wanted, so. And, uh, man, there were some scenes in that that I definitely shouldn't have watched to that age. Hmm. Like pretty graphic sex scenes that were Hmm. like, whoa. Um, it's one of those things where it was just like, that's why I watched it with like my mom too. It was very intense. and like, okay then like. Speaking of watching things with moms, I remember this was probably one of my most awkward movie going experiences. Uh, have you seen the American? I think it was, or American's night. I think it's just the American. No, no, the American. With George yeah. Clooney? Yes. With George Clooney. George Clooney's. Yes. Um, yeah, I watched that in theaters with my brother and mother, mm-hmm. um, because he was going to review it for the school newspaper, mm. uh, majorly inappropriate, awkward as fuck. Like I didn't even like it. It was really, okay. This was my impression as like a 15 year old watching this totally up its own ass. No good. <laughs> really confusing. Like, it was there for the sex scenes. Like, it didn't, I didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember, there was a time in our lives together where we were both working at 7-Eleven, and it was at the time 7-Eleven was renting movies. Um, Mm -hmm. They had, like, this, this, like, movie rental thing. And there was a point of time where, like, I almost felt like it was, like, every night, but, like, really frequently, we would, like... I would bring home a movie and we would stay up and watch a movie together. Like, yeah, it was often, very yeah. often. And we saw some weird movies that way. And like, I, weirdly, I loved some of those movies. I did too. Like we oh. watched some real gems. Mm-hmm. Cause like it was a fun way of I, like video rental stores are great. But I think one of the downsides to them is like, if you, you can't, you either know what you want to watch and you go in and they don't have it mm-hmm. or you go in and you're like, what the hell do we watch? There's like, like too many choices. Right. And like, it's one thing to have too many choices on your streaming service because, like, I don't know, it's just easier to have too many choices on, like, without leaving your couch. But yeah, 
it gets annoying to meander around a store, but like the Seven Eleven, they had what a hundred and fifty movies, maybe. Like, yeah, and then maybe a hundred actual like different movies because some of them would be copies. Yeah. So. So it was there was roughly like a hundred movies to choose from, and they would get changed out pretty frequently. Um, like every every week, they would bring in some new ones, and then phase um, out some of the. Yeah, like, they would phase out, like, I think once a month they would take some out. Like, one guy would go to every store and phase them out. Anyway, we watched a lot of cool movies that way. We watched um, Under the Skin with Scarlett Johansson. Dude, I, that was, I really enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. It was just fucking weird. Like, I don't know if I'd even rewatch it. Right. But I'm glad I watched it. Weirdly enough, I feel as though, like, those movies from 7-Eleven were kind of formative for you and I. Like, because, like, yeah. it was an intersection of time. We had just moved out together and, like... I don't know, like, there was something about what we watched in that time. Because, like, I don't know, it's hard to explain. But what other movies did we watch that way? We watched, um... The Flow of Color? No, we watched that one on Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah. It um, it feels like Under the Skin, I associate yeah, those. that one's very well known in, in, in that sense as well. Uh, I remember we watched The Family. You remember that one? With Robert De Niro about, the, like, Mafia Family and had, like, a red cover, and, like, they were all, like, hitmen retiring in Italia. 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 I don't remember that, no. Hmm. We watched Nebraska. Watched Nebraska that way? Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. Um, I can't remember the name of the movie now. I can just... Man, that sucks. I'm picturing the movie quick, like, the cover slot for a lot of these. There was a boy who was adopted... Uh, or like his mom gave birth to him and he lived in a convent or something and they're like going back trying to like find out some things or or his mom's trying to find him or something like that oh Ireland maybe oh yeah 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 what was that that was um when she's like cause she's like really old yeah, she's really old, and she's decided to try to track down her son, right? That's what it was. Because she was forced to give him up because yeah. she wasn't married when she had him. And he ended up, she had, like, you, like, find out things about him, like, that he was gay and... Kind of find out a little bit about how he grew up, and she ends up going on this journey with some guy. Like I a forget. reporter, I think, right? Yeah, something like that. Anyway. Yeah. Man, I wish I could remember that was called, because that was quite the experience for me one of my regular customers at the store who's actually the mom of someone I went to school with like my whole life she recommended it and then she also read the book and so she let me borrow the book like I read the book I watched the movie we talked about it it was just interesting but you can't remember the title I can't man what is a movie that you remember going to see and being disappointed in all of them. Wow. Just kidding. No. Um, ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. Do you have an answer for that one? Yeah. I, there's been a couple. Um, I mean, there's like, because like, it's, when I say disappointed, I feel like it's a very specific thing. Like, there's gone, I've gone to see movies and been like, I did not like that movie. Like, I just didn't like it. And, and, and it's, I've never walked out of a movie. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I have not liked a movie afterwards, but I think one of the ones I remember being like genuinely like, this is disappointing 
was uh, the last Hunger Games. Mm. I remember that just feeling bad. Like I was like, this is kind of a shit because it, it it was announced that it was going to be in two parts. It was that time when like Harry Potter was going to be two parts, the last one. Mm-hmm. And then immediately afterwards, Twilight was two parts. And then immediately afterwards, Hunger Games was two parts. Right. Now suddenly everything that's like a from YA novels is going to have a two-part ending. Right. Yeah. Which is funny how, like, at first that was like a new thing it felt like. But now, well, because not everything does that, I guess, all the time. But, like, Avengers was that way. and Yeah, it's becoming a lot more common. Yeah. But anyway... Like, Harry Potter absolutely needed to do that. Yeah. Harry Potter probably could have done that with the last two, even. Like, it was a lot it was of a content. Lot. A lot of stuff. Um, Twilight, uh, no, right? Like, didn't need that at all. Yeah, I don't think Twilight needed it. I think, I mean, it, Hunger Games and Twilight, to me, are in the same boat where, like, they would have been long. That's a given. Like, I'll give them that. It would have been a long one, and they would have had to cut a couple things. Did not need to be two parts, though. No, it was just... Like, because then they had to elongate both parts to give it... It didn't work. No. Yeah. I just remember getting to the end of the first part of The Hunger Games, and it ended Nothing happened! Yeah, it, like, ended on this note that was, like, to be continued, and, like... You can't do that. I will not mm-hmm. go through a movie experience to be left with, like, a to-be-continued feeling. Like, you need to be, like, I don't know, like, I mean, Avengers did it right, I feel like, with Infinity War. Well, yeah, because something happened. Yeah. like <laughs> They a, had a story, and it concluded, and yes, you know there's going to be a next part, but it was its own chapter. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Hunger Games, that makes me mad. I was so mad when we got out of the first part. Yeah. Because, like, we might have talked about this on the podcast before, but, Brandon, you and I watched that whole series every fucking year in theaters around your birthday. Yeah. Every year we watched it in theaters. What a, it was so disappointing. You're right. Damn. Yeah. Biggest disappointment. Also, too, like, you could, when I remember watching it and watching all of the actors, and I got a feeling where I was like, nobody wants to be here anymore. Hmm. Like, nobody wanted to be involved in the project. And at that point, like, Jennifer Lawrence, I think, had won an Oscar, and, like, she had. She had won an Oscar, and, like, she was giving it her all. But, like, it made it worse because she was, like, a little too far gone. Like Yeah, like, she was... A tier above. Yeah. I'm not saying they were bad, but she was just like, she was in the caliber of Oscar winners and everybody else like maintained their level. But like mm. Jennifer Lawrence, I don't think could afford to come out with a movie that wouldn't even like be considered for a good performance. Like, mm. so she, whoa, whoa, bump the table. Anger. Anyway, that was the Hunger Games. Let's, uh, let's wrap things up here. Uh, do you want to thank some people? Yeah. Uh, first, I want to thank you for listening. Yeah. This was our 95th episode, and man, where is the time gone? Where is the time gone? Feels like it was yesterday when we watched. Just a bit of programming. I think it's fair to kind of to, to look behind the curtains as to what's coming up in the next handful of episodes. Mm-hmm. Don't know about... It feels like yesterday when we watched Taken. I just wanted to finish Oh, that. I'm so sorry I cut you off. You're fine. Sorry. I have a bad habit of that sometimes, and it's my biggest pet peeve, so I'm sorry. Um, but uh, coming up, 
we're coming up on this big episode numbers. Um, we'll have something special for episode 100. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we may or may not know what that is at this point. The world at large may or may not have gone against what we were planning on yeah, doing. We may or may not have had a plan that is now moot uh, with the way everything has changed. I will say impossible. <laughs> the world is made impossible, but... Yeah. Um, uh, where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Something special will happen with episode 100. We'll make it special. Episode 99 will probably be a best of. Um, that is tentatively the plan. Um, so 96, 97, and 98 will be normal episodes. 100 will be something special. And then who knows? We'll be. Our, who knows? Who knows? What happens after 100? Oh. Anchor has an option where you can change it to season, like by season. Uh-huh. Is episode 101 going to be season two? Maybe. 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 We'll find out. Yeah. Maybe change the game up. Maybe, you know, one of us finds a new co-host. Uh. One of us leaves. Mm. What's the biggest change we can think of besides that? We, we start finding, we, we seek out really expensive movies. Oh. We spend, you know, what? Spend exorbitant amounts of money to watch these movies. Yes. And then decide if it lives up to how much we spent. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll do that for 100. We'll do... Oh, my God. Let's, we'll try to watch a very, very frivolous. Yeah. I don't know. We'll figure something out. But, yeah. Do you want to thank some people? Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. And thank you to Anchor for hosting our podcast. And thank you to Brandon for being a friend. <laughs> and... Thank you to the Lounge Kittens for the use of their cover of Dirty Deeds. And thanks to Sarah Anastasia for her cover art, super, super duper cute, of your hosts and their cats. That's us. The cats. We're the cats. We've never talked about that, but we have humans who are the ones making all the racket eating stuff. Yes. How scary would that be? Just imagining (laughs) humans like us face down in the cat food. God claws. Want to thank Crazy with the Cheese Whiz for being our bargainer. Uh, you can be our bargainer. Go on iTunes, write us a review, and we'll read it on the podcast, and we'll nominate and elect you as our bargainer. Yeah, it's kind of an automatic deal. You become the bargainer for at right. least a week. At least. And so do it. Go do it. Do go, it. go spray paint on that wall in the middle of America. Stake your claim mm-hmm. on this podcast. Your name and infamy. Podcast Wasteland. Teenage Wasteland. Sorry. Who's that by? I have no idea. Who? Teenage Wasteland. Oh, is it the yeah, who? God damn it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, these. Uh, this has been The Bargain Dan. I'm Brandon. I'm Donna. Pinch those pennies. Stay frugal. It's fast. Dirty deeds and the Dunder Chief. Wow, wow.